Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Litchfield model weren't quite so handy with a spot welder. That was what Khan liked about Sylvie. She was like the girls he'd known at the university. They were strolling after dinner down the mall. The air was sharp and warned that autumn had definitely arrived. The many brilliant stars, almost as bright as the moon of Terra, were coming out in the dusk. Con, this thing about Merlin, she began, do you really believe in it? Ever since Dad and I came to Poitem, I've been hearing about it, but it's just a story, isn't it? He was tempted to tell her the truth, and sternly put the temptation behind him. "'Of course there's a Merlin, Sylvie, and it's going to do wonderful things when we find it.' He looked down the starlit mall ahead of him. Somebody, maybe Lester Dawes and Morgan Gatworth and Lorenzo Menardis, had gotten things finished and cleaned up. The pavement was smooth and unbroken, the litter had vanished. It's done wonderful things already, just because people started looking for it, he said. Some of these days they're going to realize that they had Merlin all along and didn't know it. There was a faint humming somewhere ahead, and he was wondering what it was. Then they came to the long escalators and saw that they were running. Why, look, they've got them fixed. They're running. Sylvie grinned at him and squeezed his arm. "'I get you, chum,' she said. "'Of course there's a Merlin.' Maybe he didn't have to tell her the truth. When they returned to the house, his mother greeted him. "'Con, your father's been trying to get you ever since you went out. Call him right away. Ritzgartner Hotel, in Storsenda. It's something about a ship.' It took a little time to get his father on screen. He was excited and happy. "'Hi, Con. We have one,' he said. "'What kind of a ship?' Well, "'You know her. The Harriet Barn.' That he hadn't expected. Something off Mothball Row that would have to be flown to Barathrum and torn down and completely rebuilt, but not the one that was there already, partly finished. How the dickens did you wangle that? Oh, it was Eve's idea to start with. He knew about her. The T&O's been losing money on her for years. He said if they had to pay prize money on her and then either restore her to original condition or finish the job and build a spaceship they didn't want, 
it would almost bankrupt the company. They got up as high as fifty thousand sols for prize money, and we just laughed at them. So we made a proposition of our own. We proposed organizing a new company, subsidiary to both L.E.N.S. and T.N.O., to engage in interplanetary shipping. Both companies to assign their equity in the Harriet Barn to the new company, the work of completing her to be done at our spaceport, and the labor cost to be shared. This would give us our spaceship and get T.N.O. off the hook all around. Everybody was for it, except the president of T.N.O. Know anything about him? Khan shook his head. His father continued. Name's Jethro Sastraman. He could play Scrooge in Christmas Carol without any makeup at all. He hasn't had a new idea since he got out of college, and that was while the war was still going on. Preposterous, utterly visionary, and impractical, his father mimicked. Fortunately, a majority of the big stockholders didn't agree. They finally bullied him into agreeing. We're calling the new company Alpha Interplanetary. We have an application for charter in, and that'll go through almost automatically. Who's going to be president of this new company? You know him. Character named Rodney Maxwell. Eves is going to be vice president in charge of operations. He's flying to Barathrum tomorrow or the next day with a gang of technicians we're recruiting. T.N.O. are giving us Clyde Nichols and Mac Vibart, and a lot of men from their shipyard. I'm staying here in Storsenda. We're opening an office here. By this time next week, we're all going to wish we'd been born quintuplets. And Con Maxwell, I suppose, will be an influential, non-office-holding stockholder. That's right, just like in L.E. and S. Chapter 12 he found Jerry Revis and Anse Dawes and a score of workmen making a survey and inventory of the spaceport. Captain Nichols and four of the original crew of the Harriet Barn, who had shared his captivity among the pirates, had stayed to take care of the ship. And Fred Karski, with one gun-cutter and a couple of light airboats, was keeping up a routine guard. All of them had heard about the formation of Alpha Interplanetary when Khan arrived. The next day, Eves Jackmont arrived, accompanied by Mac Vibart, a gang from the T.N.O. shipyard, and a dozen engineers and construction men whom he had recruited around Storsenda. More workers arrived in the next few days, including a number who had already worked on the ship as slaves of the Perales gang. It didn't take Con long to appreciate the problems involved in the conversion. Built to operate only inside planetary atmosphere and gravitation, the Harriet Barn was long and narrow, like an old ocean ship. More than anything else, she had originally resembled a huge submarine. Spaceships, either interplanetary or interstellar, were always spherical, with a pseudo-gravity system at the center. This, of course, the Harriet Barn lacked. Well, are we going to make the whole trip in freefall? he wanted to know. No, we'll use our acceleration for pseudograv halfway, and deceleration the other half, Jackmott told him. We'll be in freefall for about ten or fifteen hours. What we're going to have to do will be to lift off from Poitem in the horizontal position the ship was designed for, then make a ninety-degree turn after we're off-planet. With our lift and our drive working together, just like one of the old rocket ships before the Abbott drive was developed. 
That meant, of course, that the after-bulkheads would become decks, and explained a lot of the oddities he had noticed about the conversion job. It meant that everything would have to be mounted on gimbals, everything stowed so as to be secure in either position, and nothing placed where it would be out of reach in either. Jackmont and Nichols took charge of the work on the ship herself. Chief Engineer Vibart, with a gang of half-taught, self-taught, and untaught helpers, went back to working the engines over, tearing out all the safety devices that were intended to keep the ship inside planetary atmosphere, and arranging the lift engines so that they could be swung into line with the drive engines. There was a lot of cybernetic and robotic equipment, and astrogational equipment that had to be made from scratch. Khan picked a couple of helpers and went to work on that. From time to time he was able to snatch a few minutes to read teleprint newspapers or listen to audiovisual newscasts from Storacenda. He was always disappointed. There was much excitement about the new interplanetary company, but the emphasis was all wrong. People weren't interested in getting hyperships built, or opening the mines or factories on Koshai, or talking about all the things now in short supply that could be produced there. They were talking about Merlin. And they were all positive now that something found at Forced Command Duplicate had convinced Litchfield Exploration and Salvage that the giant computer was somewhere off-planet. Rodney Maxwell flew in from Storsenda. He was accompanied by Wade Lucas, who shook hands cordially with Khan. "'Can you spare us Jerry Revis for a while?' Rodney Maxwell asked. "'Well, ask Eves Jackmont. He's vice-president in charge of operations. As an influential, non-office-holding stockholder, I'd think so. He's only running around helping out here and there. We want him to take charge of opening those hospitals you were telling us about.' Wade and I are forming a new company, Mainland Medical Materials Limited, going to act as broker for L.E.N.S. in getting rid of medical stores. Nobody in the company knows where to sell that stuff or what we ought to get for it. Wade Lucas began to talk about how desperately some types of drug and some varieties of diagnostic equipment were needed. Khan had it on the tip of his tongue to ask Lucas whether he thought that was a racket, too. Lucas must have read his mind. I really didn't understand how much good this would do, he said. I wouldn't have spoken so forcefully against it if I had. I thought it was nothing but this Merlin thing. Ugh! Don't talk to me about Merlin, Khan interrupted. I have to talk to Kurt Fozzie and that crowd about Merlin till I'm sick of the whole subject. His father shot him a warning glance. Lucas was looking at him in surprise. He hastened to change the subject. "'I see Len made you a suit of that material,' he said to his father, "'and I see you are not bulging the coat out behind with a hip holster.' "'Oh, I stopped carrying a gun. I'm a city man now. Nobody carries one at Storacenda. Wouldn't even be necessary in Litchfield before long. Our new marshal had a regular reign of terror in Tramptown for a few days, and you wouldn't know the place. Wade here is acting mayor now.' They went back to talking about the new company. "'You're going to have so many companies you won't be able to keep track of them before long,' Khan said. "'Well, I'm doing something about that. A holding company. Tri-System Investments Limited. 
You're a non-office-holding stockholder in that, too." Merlin was now a political issue. A bill had been introduced in Parliament to amend the Abandoned Property Act of 867 and nationalize Merlin, when and if discovered, and regardless by whom. The support seemed to come from an extremist minority. Everybody else, including the administration, was opposed to it. There was considerable acrimony, however, on the propositions. One, that Merlin was too important to the prosperity of Poitem to become a private monopoly, and two, that Merlin was too important, etc., to become a political football and patronage plum. It was discovered, after they were half-assembled, that the controls for the Harriet Barn would only work while she was in a horizontal position. The whole thing had to be torn out and rebuilt. There was also trouble with the air and water recycling system. The city of Nefertiti came in from 